So you have to be looking at your hands to clap effectively. It does help on occasion, yes. My, my eye-hand coordination is not, not the sharpest of uh, people. You can't trust your hands. You know, if you're not looking at them, what are they doing? You don't I'm just going to let that question go. Yeah. And welcome to another episode of Even More Mashed Up, the Ooh. pop culture podcast featuring two professors talking about all things pop culture. I am Patrick. And I am Alan, fresh off a starring turn on Texas Public Radio. We are going to talk today about a marvelous topic. That, is that's it, the best you got, was marvelous. Is it, is, it, is it chilly here, even though it's spring? Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, that's the weather. It feels like winter, but I guess we have to soldier on. Uh, I don't know what's more upsetting, that that's the line you came up with, or that's the only other pun I could come up with with something on Soldier On. <laughs> I'm not sure which one of those is upsetting yeah, me more, to be quite honest. The truth of the matter is, the, the title of what we're talking about today, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just it doesn't set itself up to our usual it does not. standards, yeah. you know, in, in terms of clever introductions. Yeah, no, well, and, and yeah, I've heard there's not really any any um, names in the show that are that are really good to, to put on. So, no, I guess I could have asked if you're a if you're a Sebastian Stan of the show. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Hope is a big yeah, Sebastian Stan, I would say. Really, I thought she was more of a, a Ben Barnes. Well, ben, ben Barnacle. Ben Barnesicle? Yeah, I think we should have left it with Sebastian Stan. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. I feel like that would have been the landing yeah. point. Yeah, well, as much as there was a, a landing point. But yes, today we're talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the latest Disney Plus MCU series. And I'm sure Rich has watched it and is well prepared to discuss today because Rich is here to do uh, today too, of course. I do not spend money to watch things. Well, you spend other people's you money like, to watch things. Can you, can, can you get that like printed on? Can you get that printed on a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I am a, I am a superhero fan, and I do not pay money to watch things. Just I do no. not pay money to watch things, and then in parentheses, I use other people's money. Yeah, it's not like, like you don't. Real... Yeah, it's not as if Rich avoids media that you have to pay for. He just avoids paying for said media. Mm-hmm. I guess that is an important I, distinction. Did I ever tell the story about when we were going to see the movie with Rich, and I'm he called sure us from the box? On, on occasion, you you've said that, yeah. yeah. It doesn't. I well, maybe I have. Oh, hang on, just, it's time for my weekly vaccine check-in. It see, God, see, it it's felt time like for my a, weekly vaccine check-in. Anyway, Rich, I felt better that I paid for your movie and you ate all my popcorn. It was like my good deed for the week that week. Ah, oh, glad to help. All you. right, yep. all right. I have done my weekly vaccine check-in. Excellent. We were only talking about we Rich eating good. popcorn, so we're all good. Excellent. Yes. Maybe, so we're maybe debuting should... a new a new segment on the show today. Numbers. No, no. I have I have no numbers. I have no fun facts. Oh, can I give you a quick fun fact? Okay. So I started listening to the Office ladies, listening to Pam and Angela talk oh. about each episode all the way through. It's so. Oh, the podcast. The podcast featuring Pam and Angela. Gotcha. Took me a yes. second. Yeah. So I've been watching it, and Jenna always Wait. brings. Watching Fast it. facts. Oh, well, sorry. It I've been video? listening to it. No, I've been listening to it. Oh, okay. And she always brings fast facts. It's almost like mm. they took that from our show and imported it to theirs. Well, how many episodes have we done have they done? Because fun facts is a relatively new thing on our show. Well then there's a chance that you ripped them off, Patrick. Well, I haven't listened to them, so I did not rip them off. I came that up with fun a- facts completely organically. Okay. All right. <laughs> it just so happened to read about them first from somebody. But yes, else. no, we have no fun facts. But I do have, I do have a new segment. 
Before we do the new segment, can I just say one more thing? Just one more thing. Rich. I don't know. Can you? Uh, in the... <laughs> in comic books. Man, that reaction. <laughs> that, was, that was quality material. In I'm comic sure books... Pretty there sure are we often, for the day already. Yep. There are often crossovers. I'd really like even more mashed up to cross over with the office ladies. So if you could effort that this mm. week, it would be awesome. Did you say if you could uh, effort that? Effort is effort, not a verb. Yeah. yeah, you can effort it. And and by the way, no. they have they have people sponsoring it, so they're probably getting paid. So we need Rich to oh, talk to the sure office ladies and we need to uh, line up some sponsorship. Yes, that'd be good. I will definitely get right on considering thinking about doing that. Cool. Oh, so, <laughs> so anywho, bit, we have a new segment for this week. A little bit more enthusiasm <laughs> than usual from Rich, so I think it could happen this time. Possibly. <clears throat> Sorry, I just react to laugh. Yeah. So, new segment? Ready to introduce the new segment? Hello? Yes. Okay, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting no reaction. I don't know how that we don't know. Do we know the new segment to introduce it, or is this something you're telling us? No, I think I'm he's telling just, you, but he's just dropping a, so how do a we new segment. How, do, how are we able to introduce something we don't know? I right. just, I know, not, I'm, I wanted to see if you were ready for me to actually introduce the new segment, which I've been trying to do for like the last 10 minutes. So you, you okay, were asking, you think about it for a little while. He was asking for permission. Am I mentally I think, ready Rich. for this? Yeah, he was exactly. just asking, I was for, asking permission. for permission to try to move the show along. Patrick, I grant you permission. Thank you. Well, so, I deny it. Oh. Mm, well, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I know who I'm listening to there. <laughs> I miss so, the times that I could trump. Oh, the good old days. Yeah, yeah. The good yeah, old days you, of the you veto. You abused that power, and it was taken it, away from you. And somebody had a you temper tantrum, and it was taken yeah. away. One of the Anywho, classic temper long-time tantrums. listeners are surely familiar with our semi-regular segment called Fair or Foul. Where yes. each of us bring out bring in quotes about a subject, and the other has to say whether the quote is fair or if it's foul. So today, I've come up yes. with a new segment for our discussion of the Falcon and yes. Winter Soldier that is called "More or Less." For God's sake! <laughs> so I will be asking Alan about various aspects of the Winter Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and whether or not the series left left him wanting more or less. Of that aspect of the show, then he can explain why, and I can respond, and we can mock Rich as we usually do. That 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 Yay. sounds good. Although I do appreciate that when you said more or less, Rich immediately just said less. He didn't even care what the idea was. He wanted less of it. <laughs> yeah. I just well, wanted less of it. It's hard for Rich to actually have less of Falcon and Winter Soldier since he hasn't actually seen it. I've seen trailers. I think memes. I think he wants oh, less okay, of your idea, so, but so so Rich is contributing trailers and memes. Fantastic! That'll be well. That'll be you know, right, in so many want, ways, so, meme culture sells nowadays. You, so let's not let's not short yeah. sell Rich. Yeah. Do you want so? Do you want your first one? I feel like if I say no, we don't have a show. So I'm going to say yes. <laughs> All right. So here we go. All is bluff. Did the Falcon and Winter Soldier make you want to see more or less of Sam Wilson as Captain America? You have to say more to that, I think. Um, we we talked only briefly about the show. Are there people who want to see less yeah. of him? I mean, I suppose racist people would necessarily yeah. want less of Sam Wilson. Yeah. I feel like they, I, they, they, that certainly would be part of that group. Yes. I would like to see more. I, I won't say that I'm thrilled to see more, but I would like mm. to see what they're actually going to do with it. There were parts of his character arc as they developed him kind of from his, his reticence to being capped to his embracing of the role that maybe wasn't as well fleshed out as I would have liked it to have been. And so Mm. If if they're going to do it well, I'd like to see more of it. Because we didn't really see much of it, if you think about it. Of him as, I mean, uh, well, I mean, it sort of depends how you, I mean, in terms of literally being Captain America, yeah, it's, it's right. you know, the final episode when he's in the costume. Uh, Did you not mean unless literally? Unless you think of sort of, well, I mean, you could sort of think about it in terms of, a lo I think a lot of, 
Sam's arc in the show was sort of trying to demonstrate how he is of, of the various people that could be the next Captain America. He's the best candidate. I think that was a lot of like the point of his sort of one-on-one -on -one conversation with Carly before, you know, uh, Walker came in and, and, and screwed that whole thing up was kind of show that, that, um, he's the one that's sort of the most worthy of, of carrying on, um, the mantle of Captain America. And so in that sense, you know, he was kind of always showing how he was Captain America. Yes, it's show. true. But he just wasn't Captain America yet. So, yeah, but the yes, yeah, he mean, didn't have, he didn't have the shield, didn't have the costume. Undoubtedly, you know, so officially he wasn't, but like maybe in spirit he was. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel like to leave it here would be entirely unsatisfying. And in fact, if we don't see any more of Sam Wilson as Captain America, mm -hmm. then the whole series seems somewhat of a sham to pretend like it was talking about race in ways that mm -hmm. it doesn't really want to have a serious, sustained conversation about race. But that might be another yeah, more well, or less down the road, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, well, I think they've semi-officially announced that the next Captain America movie is being done by the same group that did, the same producers and creators that did Captain America and the, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So if you're you know, asking me. I'm cautiously me, optimistic that we'll, get, that, we'll, that we'll get to see. No, I mean, see, you, you seem to be wondering if there were any plans for more. Sam as well, Captain America, and it seems like there are, at least in terms of the next film, so. It seems it, tentative, though, so, like, it's it's hard to say what will get made or not. Yeah. If you're asking me, you know, my rating, rating my anticipation of that movie, I would say I would definitely pay money to go see it, but I probably wouldn't pay for Rich. Okay, that seems fair. Aww. But actually, as I think about it, if you ask me for any movie rating, I'm going to say, I'll probably go see it, but I won't pay for Rich. I think that's going to be my new default. Mm. Well, I think the not pay for Rich will be right. Yes. your default. Going yeah. to see it might vary depending on the film. What they, I mean, it's, it's one of the things I find kind of interesting about, you know, sort of, of Sam taking over the Captain America role. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, there was this really insightful editorial uh, a few years back when Sam in the mm. comics took over the role of Captain America. They was published at History News Network and then and then reprinted ooh, on Time.com. I uh, believe I read that. Do you want to are you gonna read from yeah. it by any chance? Not gonna read from it, no, but I, I seem to recall one of the arguments they made about kind of in the comics sort of having Sam take on that role is that it, it was always kind of inevitable that Steve comes back into the role. Like, Sam was not going to be Captain America right. permanently in the comics. Like, eventually we all knew Steve was coming back. And it's interesting to think about, whereas in the film universe, you know, as far as we can tell, there are no plans for Steve to come back. And so it does sort of give Sam a bit more permanence in the role, potentially, as yeah. as Captain America, so it, it, it's something I find interesting in, in that you know that the films don't seem to have the same kind of stasis as the comics, and in, in that the comics you kind of know eventually things are going to go back to the way they were. Yeah, I don't know that we necessarily know that in the film universe, which seems to be sort of of moving forward. So I find that well, interesting in terms I of have, I, you know yeah. the difference between the film and the comics. And I kind of wonder if. Partly that has to do with the different mediums that we're looking at. That mm -hmm. that Chris Evans can't be Captain America forever. That he's yeah. going to kind yeah. of age and out he of that be, role. He doesn't want to be right. And so I think recasting is really difficult. Like to recast, you have mm -hmm. to reboot the whole thing. And so it's. I just wonder if the demands of cinema and the way the MCU is being done on the big screen forces the hand in some ways away from what they might prefer to do but can't do yeah oh absolutely yeah. you could also argue the cost like you know the making you know of a new issue of a comics would be expensive but i'm sure it's significantly more expensive to make a movie and so if they like oh you know so and so die but now they're not you know you pull the whole the nobody everybody dies in a comic book kind of idea right you don't bring them back but then people are like well we don't want to see it because it's 
you know, like we the, the the Superman dying a second time isn't as dramatic, and so they can't run that risk of blowing all that money on the special effects and the actors uh, and whatnot. I don't know. Right. Didn't, then, didn't you watch the Snyder cut and see Superman's death again? Well, no. I would make a different argument in response <laughs> did I to, to Rich. Spend money to see it on HBO. How many yes, times HBO have... Max? <laughs> then but, no, I did not see it. But how many times have we watched Uncle Ben die? On the big screen, at least a couple, right? Yeah. So, so in fact, they have guess, you recycled. Could, that these. could be a thing to prove the point. That could be, you know, how. But your point was they the wouldn't Spider-Man do movies, it again. You know, yeah. it's like. But I mean, well, but it's that, always Uncle Ben. Way to prove the point is that because that happened. I mean, I doubt that was the only reason those films maybe didn't do as well. But, you know. What's the most? Who's the most popular Spider-Man? You know, right now, even you know, Tom Holland seems to be one of the ones people say seems to do Peter Parker the best, and they. Didn't I'm pretty do sure that. it's Miles Morales. Well, I mean, I'm just, I guess, yeah, I guess in live action, I was thinking, but yeah, I guess technically it was Into the Spider-Verse, so there's that option. Right, but, uh, but all again, right, so are we ready it, for number two? Yeah, I guess I apparently we are. All right. <laughs> So, well, this might allow to continue something. So, did Falcon and Winter Soldier... No, go ahead, please. No, go ahead and ask a question. Just how many more or lesses are there so I can try to time out my responses? I've got a total of 13. Okay. Oh, so we got... Some of those we don't necessarily need to get to. Okay, so we we should get to all those. Some of them need to get rolled. So this next one might be fast. So, did the Falcon and Winter Soldier make you want to see more or less... Of Sam Wilson as the Falcon. You know, um, I am getting old. So the scenes that least interest me in Marvel films are the big battle scenes. Now, I know Vicky mm-hmm. really enjoyed watching the Falcon in flight. If Sam leaves behind the Falcon and just takes the Captain America mantle on, I would be okay with that. So I don't think I Mm -hmm. need to see more of the Falcon. Like, I think the Falcon has served his purpose. So I guess I would say less to that. Like, I I won't... Okay. I won't wax nostalgic or yearn for a more Falcon. Yeah, it's one of my concerns about the show, just in in terms of... Like, it's one of the ways I struggled with the show, particularly early on, about whether or not it's better for Sam to take on the mantle of Captain America mm-hmm. or to continue to be the Falcon, which has always sort of been his own. Right. Um, and sort of the way in which that, 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 you know, being Captain America might mean that he's always, he's always kind of in the shadow of, of someone else. And so it was, it was one of the questions I had of whether or not, you know, I really wanted him to be, you know, taking on the the identity that was originally Steve's or sort of, of have more of, or continue in the identity that's always been sort of his own. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think that's a really well-made point. It, a lot of it will have to do with the way in which Sam Wilson owns the Captain America persona mm-hmm. and how much we Which I think they tried, I think they tried to do some at the, uh, some. Absolutely. Yeah, like the speech at the end. end of this, this, yeah. Yeah, the speech at the end made him Captain America in a way that yeah. I, th- I think just is Captain America, not Steve Rogers' Captain America. But yeah, yeah I, 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 that's the key: is is can he be his own Captain America, or will he always be kind of um, in Steve's shadow? It'll, it'll be again; it'll right. be interesting to see how that develops. Although one wonders if he had rejected the Captain America role and remained the Falcon, if he would have always remained in the shadow of being the sidekick mm-hmm. of Captain America, that Falcon is in yeah. some ways kind of a, a limiting role for him too, both in the comics yeah. and on the big screen. Yeah. So right. I don't, I, it's a great question. I, I, it depends on how well they handle him as Cap. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right. Number three. That was quick. Did the Falcon, did the, yeah. See, I said some of these might be quick. Did the Falcon and Winter Soldier make you want to see more or less of Bucky slash the Winter Soldier slash the White Wolf? I would say I actually would like to see more for much the same reason I talked about more of Sam Wilson as Captain America. 
one of my complaints about this series was it felt like they were trying to do an awful lot in a yes. fairly limited amount of time. Unlike, say, mm -hmm. the Netflix series, when we talked about Marvel Netflix shows, invariably we'd reach a point in our conversation where we'd say, we really liked it, but there was fat in the show that needed to be cut. There's always at least yeah. one episode. There's, there's always at least one episode that dragged, yep. Yeah, yeah, and I feel as if that might have been true for, for WandaVision in a way, but it was not true for this. For this, I felt like trying to do both Sam Wilson's character arc as he becomes Captain America and Bucky's character arc as he becomes the White Wolf. Plus, by the way, mixing in Isaiah Bradley, which is, I think, a brilliantly done graphic novel that just didn't get the attention it deserved. Mm -hmm. in this movie, I just felt like there was too much cooking along those three lines yeah. so that none really got the treatment that I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you on those, and I think there are other aspects that I felt the same way. One, one of the things that I really... yeah, I, I have a similar complaint in terms of for the first half of the season, I didn't really understand the whole argument about the Flag Smashers, that basically they wanted to go back to how things were during the blip. Right. But I never really got the sense of, like, what, why were things better during the blip? It wasn't until, like, I think episode four or five that they finally explained that, you know, I guess during the blip, you know, because of, of the, you know, the, the, the crisis that ensued, like, countries' borders were basically eliminated and, and people went, you know, wherever they needed to go to help, including the people that would become the Flag Smashers. And then when the blip happened and everyone came back, like the borders are now being reestablished and people are basically displaced in that right. you've got the people that came back and are displaced and you've got, you know, like the flag smashers that were, you know, had freedom to go wherever they want and now they're restricted by borders. And that was something that I didn't really feel was all that well explained at the beginning. And, and so that was another yeah. storyline that I was like, yeah, that it seemed like they needed to... Well... Um, yeah. Kind of, of, of explain, like, I, I didn't understand, like, why were things so much better during the blip? Like, I don't, I don't understand um, why some right. people would want to go back to that, particularly since we've, we haven't seen it as really anything all that great so far. Right. Um, but on the big, so, certainly on the big screen, one of my, right? One of my, what was that? I said on the big screen, it was very gray and grim and unhappy, right? Yeah. We had Cap going to to support mm -hmm. groups and the black widow kind of like yeah. sullenly trying to like hold the world together. So I think your point right. is, is especially yeah. well taken. Like whatever we've seen of the world in the blip was in fact very grim and gray and unhappy. And yeah. so it, it, it was kind of this, this pretty drastic shift that I agree with you was not well explained. Yeah. Which does like, it, which, you know, brings up another more or less, which is one of the things I would maybe like to see more of is life during the blip. Like what, like, you know, what was that like for the people left behind? We haven't really seen. Yeah. That. I, I think, I think that would make for a very interesting movie, but it, it, to, to, you know, there's another storyline that was thoroughly underdeveloped. It wasn't just Sam's and Bucky's. Yeah. And Isaiah's. It was also Carly Morgenthau's. It was it was the Flag mm -hmm. Smashers, which, you know, only in America would like the people who say one world, one people be instantly identified as bad guys. Like, yeah. the well, idea it's, it's the that... typical Marvel. It's the typical Marvel villain problem, which if you think back to Killmonger and that Killmonger was not wrong on any right. number of things that he was fighting against. It was just his wanting to kill women and children that kind of crossed him over into villainy. And, and, and Carly's the right. same way, you know, she had, and, you know, they basically have the one scene where she blows up a bunch of people I'm like, okay, yes, yeah, she's clearly evil, but you know, her, her position, you know, Marvel, I, you know, Marvel keeps coming up yeah. with these villains that actually at least have some, um, sympathetic positions. And then they kind of have to do something to underline their villainy. But that's, that's the tragedy of what Marvel's done too often is that, there's room for like a really nuanced, interesting conversation yeah. about what makes a better world, but they can't have it. They can't have a borderless yeah. conversation. And so they have to take kind of take Carly and, 
Vicky and I complained about her character arc a couple of times. It felt like that turn to just killing everybody mm-hmm. was kind of random almost. Like there were still yeah. moments where she's like, I don't want to kill this person, but I'll kill that person. And it just yeah. well, you know, and, then, like, and then even like there was the scene where after she blows up the people, like the flag smasher that is with her was like totally not right. a fan of that. And you saw some of the other flag smashers express doubts, but they never do anything about it. Like I was expecting them to actually like flip sides and and turn against Carly at some point. Um, you know, there there's no real like you said, there's no real build up to it. It just kind of happens. And then there aren't really repercussions to it. And so it seems like it's largely just meant to underline, you know, in case you thought Carly was not quite a villain because her position actually isn't completely unreasonable, we want to make sure that you know she is very much the villain of this piece. Right. And the, But thus under, under, undermine a really valuable position to have in the world that we should think of ourselves as global citizens mm-hmm. instead of national citizens. Like Killmonger. Yeah. Like – we ought to have conversations yeah. or about which was also, empowering I think, the point African of, people. Yeah, well, and also the point at the end of Black Panther when, when T'Challa's at the UN, he says, you know, we have to think of ourselves as one tribe. That, that you know, in a sense, that's what Carly was trying to do. Yeah, right. But it, I think it shows the the poverty of that argument for Marvel. They don't, they don't really mean it because, yeah. well, they're a big capitalist corporation and they're unable to think about empowering the impoverished or empowering people of color or empowering people who envision the world functioning in different ways, because all of those things might undermine the very power that Disney wields in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of villains. Well, that point we landed pretty flat, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, Yes. Did the Falcon and Winter Soldier make you want to see more or less of Zemo? I've never liked Zemo, so I would actually say more, but not a lot more. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have a desire to pay for Rich to see a Zemo movie. I don't have a desire to Aww, to, to pay for a Zemo movie. Um, but he was more interesting than that's, I thought he be might be. See, I I I liked Zemo in Civil War. And I was yeah, yeah I not was interested because it was just he's just a guy, you know. Yeah, so well, he was like... very, you know, he was very cold and calculating, and and I kind of oh, liked yeah, that. But I mean, like he was like the fact that it wasn't some like super powered like you yeah. know villain that sort of took you know he just showed the right things at the right time to sort of split the the heroes kind of down you know into a civil war of sorts you know like that the fact that he just had the right time the right. The right stuff at the right time kind of was neat. Oh, yeah. I forgot the name of and that so movie. Point, was it was the name of that movie? Yeah. Captain America, Civil War of Sorts. I uh, yeah. Well, I think it was. I think it was heroes. Civil War, some such hero. Heroes fight. I think is what it's called. And so I, I did not like <laughs> Captain America and the Big Disagreement <laughs> of Sorts. I did not like Zemo in Falcon and the Winter Soldier as much. I didn't no, like that okay. they made him sort of a comedic character. Yeah, I can see that you I do, I do enjoy Baron Zemo dancing meme, but yeah, he he was a little too he was a little too comic for me. Like he lost some of the edge that I liked him having in Civil War. See, I I um, felt yeah. as if I felt as if his comic edge created a sharpness when he would transition to reminding the the heroes about the damage and destruction and death that they've caused in the world. To be yeah, I, I, like that juxtaposition can work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For me, it sort enough. of blunted that point. Yeah. I mean, because that's been his, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I was a little, you know, he just he did it. Just one of the things that didn't quite work for me as much as it seems to have worked for other people. So he was a big zero for you, is what you would say. Not a big zero. No. A barren, a barren zero. Yeah. No, I knew what you were going for there. No. No. He just, he, you know, he was, he was not quite the zemo I wanted him to be. Fair enough. I know you like your so, cannon. But I would perhaps like to, I would perhaps like to Zemo of him. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that, that should have been the pun to open the show. Dang it, uh, that would have been good. Yeah, yeah. Had I known what the uh, uh, conceit was, I could have gone with. You know, today yeah. we're gonna Zemo or less. Yeah, that would have worked. 
Yeah. Yeah. I had to preserve you would have had to let me know. I'm sure I would have come up with it had yeah. I known what we were then going to do. I'm sure. I have no doubt of that. So, yeah. uh, did the Falcon and Winter Soldier make you want to see more or less of John Walker slash U.S. agent? Probably less, actually. Mm. Maybe it was because I knew what was coming with him. I, mm. I just – I again, there's another story that was so truncated because they were cramming so many stories yeah. into six episodes that I just – I felt like he never really connected on an emotional level with people mm. watching the show. I, it was just – it was hard mm. to. And then – you know, what exactly he's becoming at the end is also hard to fully comprehend. I think we'll we'll get to that as well in, in, in the process of, of the more or less. I, I liked I my, my problem with him is that I, I and I think again it does it, it is for the same point in that it was a bit crammed into a a somewhat overstuffed show in that Yeah. You know, when we got the first episode featuring him, one of the things I found really interesting is that they didn't really paint him as, you know, kind of the jerk that U.S. agent normally is in the series. And there was actually a few right. scenes where I was like, you know, Sam and Bucky are actually being a little bit unfair to this guy. Right. Um, and so, you know, and so, yeah, so, you know, his turn, you know, as it sort of developed was was very accelerated. And then particularly like his major turn, I was like, well, the only thing they've got left to do is to kill Battlestar. Is going to be, you know, it's right. clear that they're going to kill yeah. him to, to tip him over the top. Because that was the right. only thing really left. Um, Agreed. In, in, in kind of, or, or given, you know, the, the small amount of space they had to kind of make the transition of him from Captain America to U.S. agent. It was like, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's clear right. that that Battlestar keeps talking him back from the edge, and so if he's going to go over the edge, you have to get rid of Battlestar. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I I liked him to begin with, and that it seemed like they were going to paint him as a more sympathetic character. Um, particularly in in the early episode where I was like, you know, as I said, Bucky and 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 Sam really seemed to be kind of unfair to him that he was actually trying to be you know, a halfway yeah. decent Captain America. And and then, you know, as with many other things, it kind of just moved very quickly to a a direction that you knew he was going in. That being said, right. I've always liked the U.S. agent costume, so I, I would like to see more of, of that. Just the um, costume. I do like, I've just always liked the U.S. agent costume. I think it's, it's, a, well, cool, it's a cool I look. mean, you're clearly going to see more of it. And just as an aside, the actor has taken a lot of abuse online for playing John Walker as John Walker was. Yeah, working. it's interesting. So it seems like yeah. you know, we should remind our many, many multitudinous listeners that mm. we shouldn't blame the actor for the role that was written. Not really his fault. Yeah. It's not, but it, do, it does... the difference between reality and TV. Yeah. It's, so just, it does it's speak a weird to, thing. Yeah, if you want to put a positive spin on it, it does speak to the effectiveness of the actor's portrayal. Yeah. Um, it that they and the, really me, don't like him. And the stupidity of Americans. So maybe it's a double yes, both win. Of those I things. don't know. Yeah. It's a double. It's a double. But yeah, I, 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 I thought the actor playing John Walker was excellent. I thought he was really yeah. um, great in the role and, and really sort of... Uh, I do, you know, I am a little... I, you know, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of like his slight redemption at the end. Yeah. Um, like when he makes the right choice to save, you know, the diplomats and... and I felt like I was like, so, you do remember when he just killed a dude like in the middle of the street like an episode ago, and now we're, we're kind of yeah. already redeeming I, him. I, I, I didn't like that as much. Again, the way in which all of these arcs have to develop and mature so yeah. quickly is it because, yeah. I mean, the John Walker storyline could be an entire six episode series. Yeah, I mean, I think it felt like that—that that was a place where you actually needed the Netflix couple of extra episodes to really like, yeah, flesh him out a little bit more. I agree. I agree. So, it, like, it I, just know, Falcon on the Winter Shoulder could have used like a seventh and eighth episode, I think. Yeah. So for me, John Walker just—he never got. I never had an emotional resonance watching him. Like I just—it never felt yeah. quite complete to me. Yeah. All right. But that'll well, be, we already that kind will of be talked a... about Carly and, and the Flag Smashers. Yeah. 
clearly would have liked more for them. So I'll just we'll, we'll kind of skip over them. Um, hey, much so like the Falcon series and did. the Winter Soldier. Yeah, did Falcon and the Winter Soldier make you want to see more or less of Sharon Carter? I was disappointed in Sharon Carter. Um, mm. It was pretty clear that she was going to be the power broker early on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the idea of Madripoor showing up. I thought that was a nice little, I wouldn't call it Easter eggy, but a nice little comic reference there. It was a nice place yeah. to locate her. But again, so much of her turn is explained in just a couple of sentences. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's an inauthentic turn, but it just, it didn't feel like an earned turn. Mm-hmm. To me, so I, you know, well, do I, I have part to of that see that more of her? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I think, you know, I think part of that, too, has to do with the fact that much of what has caused her to turn happens during the blip, and we haven't seen it. Like, we're, you know, it, we're, we're supposed yeah. to accept kind of the way in which that, that, because that, for based on the show, it doesn't sound like she disappeared during the blip. It seems like she lived through those five right. years. And yeah. so it seems like there's a lot that 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 kind of changed her during that time. Um, I know one of the prevailing theories out there, because a lot of people do not really like her heel turn. Um, yeah. One of the prevailing theories, given that we know there's a secret invasion episode or series coming up, is that she might be a scroll. If so, that makes more sense, I think, yeah. than the turn. I mean, otherwise, like the Carter family legacy is a pretty important legacy in the yeah. MCU and to watch like I'm okay with a heel turn but to watch mm-hmm. kind of the Carter family of all families be yeah. turned heel in such a quick and not particularly thoughtful way was disappointing to me. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm hoping that either if she's not a scroll, I'm hoping this is she's like a a double agent in that she appears to have turned working for whoever it is she's always talking to on the phone, but she's actually trying to take that person down. Right. Um, in what, like, I'm, I'm wondering that, that I'm hoping, because yeah, you're right. It's, it's weird to have kind of the, the Carter legacy sort of, of tarnished in, yeah. in this way that it doesn't really seem to, to, again, um, I'm, I'm, a big fan of having more nuance and complexity built into superhero popular culture. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the show, one of the big misses for the show overall was that it had a whole series of opportunities to add more nuance. We haven't even talked about race yet. Oh, yeah, I think we're going to get to that of, in, in possibly one or two more questions. I, I assumed we would. But there were so many ways in which the show might have developed nuance and complexity that I think would have led to to asking really important questions about the world we live in, but it, it just didn't allow them time yeah. to develop or that, you know, they chose consciously because, again, they're a big capitalist corporation not to ask those kinds of questions. Yeah. All right. Um, so did the Falcon and Winter Soldier make you want to see more or less of Valentina Allegra de Fontaine? Less. I just, I, I don't really know her from the comics. And she was the original Nick Fury's uh, lover and, and part of his like secret agents of shield back in, back in like the sixties. Okay. So she's going to be establishing, I presume a secret agents of shield kind of operation i don't i i, I have no idea because I, I that i would have to say the introduction of her was the weakest part of the series for me well because um, there there was no introduction for, to her yeah well and i and i didn't care for dreyfus's characterization um yeah. and so yeah and i and i i, I don't understand you know, what's like, what organization does she represent? She's clearly going to be backing U S agents, you know, is, is a lot of people thought she might be Hydra. Like I, 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 again, they, the, 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 there was so little introduction of her and I didn't, yeah. I didn't care for Julia Louis Dreyfus's portrayal of her. Um, I, I'll be, I'll be honest though. Like what could the actor have done with that? It was, it was so, so much one of these moments where, where they have to, because it's superhero popular culture, 
you know, in, in moving images and they have to have these cliffhangers and they have to set up the next mm-hmm. story as this one ends, but it felt mm-hmm. incredibly forced and artificial to me. And, and, yeah. and, and in part, when you asked me if I wanted to see more or less of the, um, the winter soldier, that's part of the reason why I, or not the of, um, us agent, I just, there's no yeah. enthusiasm for me because it felt so tacked on and so underdeveloped. Mm. Yeah. 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 All right. Did the Falcon and Winter Soldier make you want to see more or less of Isaiah Bradley? Oh, definitively more. One of my, yeah. I I tr- I try really hard not to be that comic book guy. I try really hard not <laughs> to be the, you know, the canon is the Bible and it's got to be oh, yeah, exactly what it was. I know you hate those, those people. people. Any changes, yeah. any change to it is bad. Oh, right. those people drive me nuts. Change. But but Isaiah Bradley, as he arises out of the graphic novel Truth, Red, White, and Black, mm-hmm. is such an interesting character whose whose personal history is connected to the broad sweep of African American history, and in a way mm-hmm. that I thought, and I continue to think, is incredibly thoughtful in a comic book. Mm-hmm. It, it's one of the mm-hmm. most self aware and smart efforts to treat race in comics. And I just felt as if it was great that Isaiah Bradley was there, but they, they mm. should have done a six episode series on Isaiah Bradley because yeah, it needs no, I, that I, much. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think for me, I think some of the best moments in the show were Sam's interactions with, um, Isaiah Bradley, like, uh, their, okay. their, their conversation, particularly the second one that they have where, where, you know, Bradley says they will never let a black man be Captain America. Um, and, and part of that is, is Carl Lumley's performance, uh, which I thought was, you know, for, for the amount he's in the show, I thought he was fantastic as Isaiah. Totally um, agree. But yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's one that I was like, that it felt, you know, when he first showed up in the, I think he showed up in the second episode. Sounds about um, right. I remember you and I talking about, you know, kind of like, I really hope there's more of him and that's just, that's not all they do with him. Um, and so we got a little bit more. I'm a little disappointed that they just made him a black super soldier in the past and not a black Captain America. Right. Um, that kind of like, I was like, oh, I wish they had kind of gone more, more the, the, the specific route of truth. Um, right. You know, I, I, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I really liked what I saw of him, um, and I would have to say that that the the fifth episode, which you know, basically just had the one action scene at the beginning where they where where Bucky and Falcon and um, John Walker fight each other, and then the rest is all kind of of character development. Um, I think that was probably my favorite episode of the series, and and a lot of that has to do with the conversation between. Sam and Isaiah in that episode, which was just I so powerful. Agree. But yeah. but again, it's it's like you said. I would love to have seen more. It it felt like one more thing, sort of of crammed in to yeah. a a very ambitious and and thus crowded uh, narrative, and thus a big missed opportunity. Even you know Isaiah's transformation to you know a black man can never be captain Mm -hmm. america to kind of oh yeah sam you can be captain america it all kind of turns in a way on that speech that sam gives Mm -hmm. on the street at the end and it was a it was a it was like a classic stanley kind of sermon but it's Mm -hmm. the kind of stuff that never really engages me when i read comic books because it feels like a self-conscious sermon Mm-hmm. And it just it struck me as surprising that that sermon, number one, transformed Isaiah Bradley's attitude about a black mm-hmm. Captain America. And number two, the idea that that speech was actually going to change GRC policy, I mm-hmm. found completely laughable, despite the fact that yeah. they had some well, news broadcast me, I... at the end saying that that it would change. Yeah. It was changing what they were doing. It just it yeah. felt it felt. Of like a very unsatisfying ending to me. 
Yeah, for me, well, number one, I, I, I thought the sermon started out really, I thought it started out really well. I thought the speech went on for too long. Like it needed another, it needed a pass through editing to really boil it down. Like there were a few, it just, it, for me, it, it, it seemed to go too long and thus came right. off awkward and, and, and heavy handed kind of in, in the way you, you describe it. And again, it's, it's because they needed that speech to do a lot of heavy lifting for demonstrating that Sam was worthy of being Captain America and, and maybe somewhat of a different Captain America. Um, right. Because again, they, you know, it, it's, a, it's another thing that I think suffers a little bit because of how stuffed the narrative is. Um, it, it suffers a great deal, I think. Yeah. And, and, and that, you know, kind of, of building on that from Isaiah Bradley, you know, I like the way that the show did some things with issues of race more generally. Um, you know, the scene with Sam at the bank, um, the scene where he and Bucky are sort of confronted by the cops outside of, of Isaiah's house in Baltimore. Um, like, I, I like how it tried to, to, to weave in some of the um, realities of, of being black in America. Um, but again, it, it, yeah. I, I don't know that those moments resonated as fully as they could have if they had a little bit more room to breathe. Maybe it's because of the scholarly work I do. Maybe it's because of the book that you and I wrote that, you know, as, as an mm -hmm. aside, has won multiple awards. I felt like yes. that they were wanting to have a conversation about race, but they were doing so in mm -hmm. ways that were so highlighting, here's the moment where we're talking about race when they're confronted by yeah. the police. And isn't it a yeah, twist that, one that the white little, guy gets arrested? That one felt a little awkward to me as well in terms of, of the introduction. Of it. Yeah, it just, and, and so, you know, to me, it was really well-intentioned, but for it to really mm -hmm. dig in, they needed to give it time and space to really dig in, and the show never yeah. quite got there for me. Yeah, yes. I mean, I, I, I like what the show did regarding race. I think yes. there could have been more of it, and it would have, I think, resonated um, even more powerfully than it did. Like, I, you know, I, I, I will give the show credit for what it tried to do, and, and that it gave yes. so much space to it in a show that was very, uh, you know, very stuffed with things to do. Um, right. But yeah, it w I, 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 you know, again, because there was so much they were trying to do, it, it, it did, particularly the scene with the cops, like you said, just felt like a bit, a bit artificial and forced um, to me. Whereas other moments like Sam at the bank, um, you know, nothing about Isaiah Bradley and what they did with him felt forced. Um, you I know, would, just, I would agree. It, 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 it just needed more, particularly given just how fantastic um, Carl Lumby's performance was of, right. it, of Isaiah. Like the the, it, the anger that just sort of seeded from that man. Um, it, it just made it feel underdeveloped, so right? Like yeah. it can be well intentioned but underdeveloped. It can be well executed but yeah. not fully enough executed. Well, and, 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 and as you said, you know, that swing from how angry he is in the first couple times we see him and then the, the sudden swerve at the end where he's like, well, I guess a black man can be Captain America. Again, it, it felt like there, it wasn't quite as earned as it, it could have been, should have been. And I think I think that's what really continues to gnaw at me about the show, because when I teach the civil rights movement to students, it seems like. Americans have this understanding of an arc of the civil rights movement, you know, that that America was racist, that after World War II, Martin Luther King arose and there was this movement and he gave a speech and he had a dream. And then it kind of the story ends there. Right. It kind of ends with this this yeah. neatly tied bow that makes you feel as if we've accomplished what we need to accomplish. And I, I felt like in some ways that Isaiah's turn on that issue was the same thing. It was giving us the really neat, happy ending that we want to believe exists for America mm -hmm. in terms of race relations, but that all you have to do is look at current events to understand that that's just, you know, in no way true. Yeah. I mean, I would have liked, you know, Isaiah to have, I, I, I you know, I thought Isaiah's bitterness made a nice counterpart to Bucky and Steve's I guess sort of naivete. There's that moment where Bucky sort of apologizes for getting in Sam's face about giving up the shield and, and says, yep. you know, 
Steve and I didn't really understand what it what it meant for you to be carrying the shield. Um, nice moment. And so I think part of it too is that I, I really like, and then I liked how Sam is basically somewhere in between those two poles. Um, to have Isaiah sort of come so far over to the kind of Bucky Cap side, I, I, I would have I would have been perfectly content with him still remaining fairly bitter and skeptical about what Sam was yeah. doing, and 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 the fact that Sam I think largely would have been accepting of that, and and would have something sort of to prove to Isaiah uh, going forward. Right, but so yeah, so I think you know the, the, the way in which that. that he swerved too too far to the other side. That skepticism is a really well earned skepticism on his yeah. part. Like Isaiah Bradley yeah. should be skeptical, and that Sam Wilson, yeah. who came of age in a completely different era, would think about it mm-hmm. differently, also makes yeah. sense. But the I, idea I mean, that I, they I, have yeah. to agree like at the, the end way... is what bothers me. Like I like exactly. it doesn't yeah, need to be that agreement. That it's yeah, too I, I, I would have yeah. Well, and particularly the idea that it's Bradley who has to change, whose bitterness is, as you said, completely earned and completely right. understandable based on what he went through. That 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 he's the one that sort of moves, you know, I think felt yeah, I, I would have liked him to have remained, you know, and that's who he was. That's it. Yeah. That's it right there, Patrick. Like he's the one that has to change. That the that yeah. there can be that happy ending only if he shifts his position. And that just it just yeah. it bugs me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, nope. I, I agree. Now I will say overall, I enjoyed the show. Um, it was I did a too. Fun sort of action adventure. Uh, yeah. You know, series, but yeah, it's, it's in terms of some of the, you know, that there, there, there were things they tried to do that I give them credit for trying to do. Um, and, and, you know, elements that, 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 yeah, I did. I think your comparison to it, to the, it's the opposite problem of a Netflix shows. This isn't a show that had too many episodes and not enough story. This was a show that had, way more story than the six episodes or the six hours that it had. Right. They didn't need a couple more episodes. It needed a couple more series. Yeah. I mean, that Marvel is not going to make truth to me is tragic. That's, I would, that's the graphic novel. I I would love to to see truth. kind of their version of truth in, um, the MCU. I, I don't, even if they do it just as, as like they're doing the what if series as anime, as an animated show, even if they did it as an animated show, I'd be, I, I would like to see yeah. Isaiah Bradley's story in the MCU. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a it's a tragedy that we we got only what we got, despite the fact that it was really well acted and the points were really well yeah. made and the skepticism was felt. Yeah. There's so much more to work with there that's just didn't yeah. get what it deserved. Yeah. Yeah. That one took us a while. Do you have any more yeah. or less? No, I. I a, a few. I mean, you know, you, any more or less. Do you want to go back yeah. in time? And I mean, you mentioned you mentioned kind of. <laughs> I had I had Mad Rapport as one. Um, yeah, I'd like in that. You know, I don't need to I see a Mad ton of Mad Rapport. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joaquin Torres. I, I kind of liked his character, and and obviously in the comics he becomes Falcon to Sam Wilson's Captain America. So, um, well, I mean, I that's a way I to keep him. the Falcon. He, he's another one that I that, yeah. that I. I I, I, he was another one that I felt like, you know, he was really important for the first two episodes and then disappeared and then kind of came back. Uh, well, again, there's a lot that they're packing into this. And I think yeah, I didn't find him as engaging in part because I just felt mm-hmm. like he he was absent for so much of it. That, yeah. You know, he I found him really engaging when he was there at the us. beginning. I, yeah. 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 Yeah, maybe. Uh, and then the only other thing I had was uh, the, the the tie into the Dora Milaje and Wakanda. Uh, I I don't need. I either need a lot more of that, or I want less. Mm. It it kind of felt like they were pulling them in just to have Wakandans in. Yeah, I mean, I was a little because I remember there was a uh, a point early in the episode. Uh, where Io shows up at the end, where, because um, when they broke Zemo out of jail, I was like, oh, the Wakandans are not going to be a fan of that. And then Sam right. said something about, you know, how long do you think it's going to take the Wakandans to find him? I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. Um, and, and then they showed up at the end. I was like, oh, okay. So that's why Sam said that, so that we knew the, the Wakandans were coming. 
it was I, I was right. surprised just because you know given given Chadwick Boseman's death I thought they might sort of try to 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 kind of downplay the presence of Wakanda in the MCU um yeah given that, that I, I I still don't know how they're going to work themselves around that um yeah, I, mean, I did. The, the, I did like the way it ties into Bucky's personal story, and, and I, I did. I did enjoy. I did, will say, I did enjoy them completely just schooling John Walker. Uh, you know, that's uh, actually what I was going to just say. The 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 one redeeming quality for sure of them being in the movie was that they gave me by far my favorite fight scene. Yeah, in the oh, movie it was great. when they literally just you know handed the guys. Well, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that and it, and, and it was and, an incredibly and satisfying. Incredibly satisfying and, moment. Yeah. Well, and I, and I enjoyed the the moment with Sam and Bucky, where Sam's like, you know, we really should do something. And Bucky's like, go get him, John. Like, yeah. That was yeah. that was one of the funniest moments in the show. Uh, I agreed. You know, I could have used a little more of um, Falcon Winter Soldier buddy picture. Well, I I thought the moments. Yeah, there, I was, yeah. Like, there's I a chemistry that... there that works. I'd I'd like I would have liked more of that. Yeah, I, I would have too. I you know I think they had that for the first couple of episodes, and then and then it kind of faded away a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. And then it, it does come back a little bit when you know I do enjoy the whole Bucky flirting with with Sam's sister. It was funny. Um, that was a funny moment. Was, Agreed. Yeah, those were those the were some psych- good moments. So the psychological moments did not work so well for me. However, I, I, when you say psychological moments, the I mean the moments with the psychologist. Like the, oh, the therapy, okay. the therapy sessions. Like I just, I, this stuff didn't hold together well for me and the way in which they had to do group therapy before, before he, Bucky could be released from the police. To, I, I don't know. It just, mm-hmm. it, I understand they needed to create a forum where the guys could have these conversations, but again, mm-hmm. it felt like a place where you could see them putting a movie together. Yeah. In, in a, in a, like you could see the movie making happening and generally you wow. don't want to see the movie making happening. Yeah. Well, I think part of that too is they released most of that scene prior to the series. And it might have worked better if we hadn't known it was coming. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, because I thought it was fine, but yeah, I was like, oh, I've, I've, I've now seen all of this moment. Okay. There's not really yeah. much more to it. Yeah, so. that's a, a major problem with the modern trailer is yeah. doing too much. So, well, yeah, that was, list? that was, I mean, yeah, oh, sorry. I go ahead, please. I'd say that so, that was one of my problems with the trailer is is that you know the trailer showed Sam you practicing with the shield, and so you know after John Walker showed up in the second episode with the shield, I'm like, okay, so Sam's clearly getting that back at some point, and yeah, you know, I'm like, okay, so I know that's coming. You know, they had a shot at Zemo at the memorial. Uh, for Sokovia, so I was like, "All right, he's clearly getting away at some point, so he didn't go there." So the trailer yeah. really uh, gave away some of the major plot beats. So like, I was like, "Okay, clearly Sam's going to get the shield later in the episode or in the series." Um, maybe, th- maybe they assumed everybody else assumed that he would, but for those who didn't, it, it's it, that's a pretty big reveal. Well, see, when I saw the trailer, I just assumed it was like, "Oh, it's Sam practicing with the shield." Um, and I thought so that I was like, that's got to be early on in the episode. And then when it wasn't, I was like, oh, that yeah. means it has to be later in the episode. Right. So he's clearly getting the shield back at some point. Right. Once um, John Walker gets the shield, you realize, oh, OK, so yeah. I'm like, OK, there's no way for Sam to practice with it until he gets it from from John. So I'm like, OK, so, yeah, so the, the trailer uh, uh, gave away some stuff for me. I, I which was disappointing. Yeah, agreed. But yeah. But yeah, that's the end of my list. Any any other thoughts that you have about? Falcon and the Winter Soldier? No, I think I think your list actually produced a pretty wide-ranging conversation that covered everything that we'd want to cover about the film. Yes, I can't think of any well, I thought the major more or less topic. was a good was a good approach, yeah. Yeah. So, and are you I feel like now I think we're more, more I think we're more or less done. Yes. Uh, are you more or less excited for the next Disney Plus show, Loki? All right, you know this is a very difficult question for me to answer because Loki's great <laughs> and the trailer looked really good, but it's clearly yes. a show completely wrapped around time travel. Which Yep, time travel and oh. alternate realities, which you I'm hate. Always, I'm always less you... <laughs> on time travel 
but I'm more okay, on note to self, I will. Yes, I will not ask more or less on time travel unless I can find some. Two bad way to things do it. that are worse together. Yeah, no, it's it's it does feel like it's going to be a bit of a a hurdle for that show to to get you on board because it is. And I mean, they so could do entirely and just not explain it. You know, if they just kind of have fun with it, like almost a. Oh no, they're they're audience. they're clearly explaining it. Like they're, I mean, he's part oh. of the. He's part of the Time Variance Authority. It's all about uh, variant time. Yeah, no, it is what they're doing a deep dive into yeah, the I, mechanics I think that's of gonna, yeah. time travel and, yet, and alternate reality. From what I've seen, there's a real snarky, Loki-esque humor running through it that yeah. I find very appealing. So, Well, that's, uh, that's going to be the big I, I question can't... of whether or not the snarky, Loki humor can get you over the resistance to time travel. Exactly. I, and that's why I can't answer more or less because it's both okay. more and less. Okay. All right. Well, I think that was a very good discussion of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'd say it was a more or less a success. Yes. I feel like we should possibly do more and not less of more and or less. I agree. I, I appreciate the amount of work I had to put into this show. So. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, it worked out really well. I literally just generated a list. Yeah, this is it, it's, it's the best of both worlds. Neither of us had to do much work for this episode at all, and yet it was a really good episode. It might be that our best episodes are those unscripted episodes. Yeah, it's just it's also possible that this show falls really nicely into the wheelhouse of the things we like to talk about. That may be also that may also be in true. Terms of, I guess in terms of. of like, Oh, one other thing I was very disappointed with. They killed Batroc. That makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's senselessly, like too. too. Needlessly. Yeah. Like, come on. It's Batroc. It's supposed to stick around. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Everybody everybody needs a leaper. They do. Yeah. So I guess all we got to do left is to wrap this, this show is up. To, is to nail the ending. Yeah. Stick the landing.